This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the New Books Network. Welcome to the Post Questionnaire. 35 questions giving us insight into what makes creative people tick. Hello and welcome to the Post Questionnaire podcast. (laughs) I am really thrilled to have a special guest today, Dame Sandra Rhodes. So first of all, thank you so much, Sandra, for being on the show with me today. Great pleasure. So I want to um, introduce our listeners to you. Um, Dame, Dame Sandra Rhodes is a fashion and textile designer. Uh, who has a long career in fashion and textile design and has... About 51 years. 51 years, and who's designed many collections that have been worn by some of the great names in the world, including um, Diana, the Princess of Wales, Freddie Mercury, and other people who I think brought some of your designs to the world in a larger way. You've also been really active in bringing fashion and textile to the world as the founder of the Fashion and Textile Museum in London, correct? Which is located where in London now? Um, Located near the Shard, so that's near London Bridge. Okay, so people can go see that. And then you've been recognized for your work with an Emmy uh, for Outstanding Individual Achievement in the Performing Arts, with the Designer of the Year Award and the Walpole British Luxury Legend Award, correct? Uh, So these are achievements that you've had, and you are a very well-known and well-regarded fashion person. And we're just going to jump right in. And as I said to you, the Proust questionnaire (laughs) is something where we talk to creative people and it really is is sort of a a way to get to know you and for our listeners to get to know you. So if it's okay, I'll start with the first question. Okay. And the first question, Zandra, is what is your idea of perfect happiness? What is my idea of perfect happiness? Probably when I'm with friends and my work is going okay. When my work is not going okay, I am not perfectly happy. Good, good. What is your greatest fear? My greatest fear is to run out of ideas and not have any work. Doesn't seem likely, does it? It's possible. (laughs) Uh, What is a, the trait you most deplore in yourself? Off the top of my head, probably that I'm a workaholic and so my life is always dominated by my work. 
And what is the trait you most deplore in other people? When people are only on the surface and aren't genuine, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You must have spent hours on these questions. Okay, go on. And what is your current state of mind right now? My current state of mind right now is quite peaceful because I've been I've been on a lovely holiday and I don't feel pressured by outside forces. Yeah. But will change once the once I go back to my working environment. So peaceful, yes, kind of. On what occasion do you lie? When I don't want people to know the truth. You have a reason to want them not to know. It's a good reason. Good reason. Yes. Um, what do you most dislike about your appearance? My fat stomach. Oh. Okay. Which living person do you most despise? I mean, I don't like artificial, pretentious persons. Mm-hmm. Boris. Boris Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so it's like on a different level. There's a lot of people. He's, he's bless you. He's been he's shown up a few times in this. <laughs> bless it's you. like harmful to the country, really. Yeah. Um, these two next questions are very old fashioned because they're very gender specific. But what is the quality you most like in a man? I suppose someone I can talk to. Mm-hmm. What is the quality you most like in a woman? think it's similar similar i don't feel very gender specific but i think that most i'd say most of my male friends are gay so i would talk to them you know yes so it's a quality you appreciate you can talk to them you can talk to them and same for women yes you can talk to them yeah the quality in both i think i would have the same not different answer i don't think which words or phrases do you most overuse i'm sure there are plenty I wish I could think of <laughs> They may come up and we're talking. I mean, <laughs> You didn't warn me they were difficult questions. Yeah, you know, they'll get, they'll get easier. Will they? Yes. So what? what, what I'll what? give you an easier one. What? Who or what is the greatest love of your life? Oh, I suppose, I suppose it was my, the person I last lived with, which was Sal Hassanine. And you can say why. Yeah. I admire self-made, self-made people. And he was a self-made. Start from nothing. Yeah. When and where were you happiest? Do you have a memory or a moment? I suppose at the beginning of a relationship. (laughs) And that excitement, yes. Yeah, I think... Whatever it wears thinner. Which talent would you most like to have? Talent. In addition to the talents you have, because we think it's a question of sort of which talent that you don't have, you would like to have. I suppose I'd like the talent to be able to relax. You don't have that? Not really. Really? It's a good good talent, yeah. Some people really have that. I don't. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? I could change one thing about myself. I suppose I'd like to be less of a workaholic and with more more other interests. And your main interest is your... I'm focused on my work most of the time. Your work, yeah. 
to get out of that, that would be a talent. That would be a talent. Can you do it sometimes? Get out of your head like that? Sometimes. Sometimes, but not often. And then it doesn't last long. It doesn't last long. You go back to... Go back to work. Thinking about your work. Yes. It's always been like that. Probably, yes. It's a great quality, though. Mm. I think so. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Would you consider your greatest achievement? Oh, that question came up actually earlier today from Kat. And she asked, what's your, what's your, what's your, a great moment? Yeah. Keeping going, really. (laughs) And how many years have you been in your career, you said? Oh, probably about 52. Oh, it's wonderful. Something like that. That's incredible. And I'm still there. (laughs) And and creating new things all the time. Creating new things. And having new projects, right? You're involved in a couple of projects right now, right? Um, yeah, I've got a new project that's come up, yeah. Always worry that I won't have projects. <laughs> What's the most recent one we'd, uh, that you did? Oh, the most recent of the two is IKEA and Happy Socks. And what did you do for IKEA? Oh, IKEA I did quilts, prints, lampshades, rugs, um, vases cushions, bags. Incredible. You know, all sorts of casual things. And then for happy socks? For happy socks, just socks. Just what you put on them? These ones have got flowers. Oh, beautiful flowers, button so, flowers. Some have got wiggles. Yes. You know, so just different things like that. Do you think about that probably in many, many homes around the world, there are some products that you designed for Ikea? I don't, but I like that. Sounds not. I love that, that idea. nice. That in probably in... That people have got... Yes, Taipei I've had, and I mean, Nairobi. I've had pictures from like Spain and from California, you know, where they went to. So it was... That was nice. That is kind of nice that you reach into places yeah. you've probably maybe never visited, <laughs> right? That they have a, a rug or a candle holder or something. <laughs> if you were to die and come back as a person or a thing, what would it be? I don't know. <laughs> Some people don't want to come back. I don't I'm quite okay going on as I am, but it would be nice if I had less less focus and had... More, more of a rounded personality. Are there in additional interests in what yes. you have? Yes. Yeah. Yes. How would you define your main interest? My work. Your work. You know, everything I do is focused around work. Although, I mean, I do care about my friends. Yeah. But that's fitted in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And your work, you think about it as mostly design. That's the idea to see. To create new design, that's your that's yeah, the center creating of creating new designs. Center of your work, yeah, yeah. Uh, you live in London now. Where would you right for most of your time? Yeah, I live like, in London. Yeah. Where would you most like to live? I wouldn't like. I don't care. I mean, I, I like where I live. You where you are, yeah. Um, I mean, to me, the most important thing is living where your friends are, like. I did this program called Marigold Hotel, mm-hmm. where they put a whole lot of ancient old people, ancient famous people all together in India and say, would you like to live there? 
I wouldn't mind living there, but I would live there with... You'd have to import right. your friends. Right. And so they made a movie. They did two movies, and then they made it a TV series. It's a very entertaining movie. So I was just one of the third TV series. And you went there, and you were... Did you like it? I knew I'd like it. I like India. Yeah. So I had a lovely time. Yeah. And you were on this, and then how many people were with you? Eight of us. Eight. And you got along with all of them, pretty much. Pretty much. We were with Britt Eklund, um, Henry Blofeld, the cricket commentator, um, a guitarist. Um, some of the people my sister had seen, because I don't watch enough TV. So one was a guy called Nasty Nick from a TV series. And another one was a children's entertainer. So there were different people. One from Dragon's Den. They don't call it Dragon's Den in America. But we were all like ancient, famous personalities that were put together in this hotel in India. Oh my God, how funny. How long were you there for? Months. And it was okay. fun. It was fun. So you may go back there. Yeah. They offer you again. What is your most treasured possession? My building, I suppose. And that's a building where you have your workshop. I've got the building that would, that has got my penthouse on the top and my workroom and the Fashion and Textile Museum that I created. So I suppose that's my most treasured possession. And that's so. And you bought that building when? How many years ago? In the ninety-five. Ninety-five. And now it's a museum, and you still live there, and you still and you still have your workshop in there. Yes. Yeah. I've got my workshop. Museum, and then I live on the penthouse on the top. What do you regard as the lowest depth of misery? Really, the lowest a person can feel. Having nothing to do. Terrible idea, right? Dreadful. Boredom. (laughs) What is your favorite occupation? We think it means professional job or what you would like to do. What's your What was your idea of? It's my favorite. You mean, what do I most like doing? Yeah, or, or, or let's say maybe it's what you're doing, or if you could do something else, be another, be a, have another profession. I can't see myself in another profession. So textile and fashion designer, textile that's your favorite occupation, yeah. What is your most marked characteristic? What do you think other people notice first about you? Probably my hair. Your hair? Why would they do that? We have a radio show here. What's your oh, hair? Oh, it's a radio show. <laughs> your hair is a gorgeous, bright pink right now. <laughs> what do people... So that's one thing people see. That is probably true. And what do you think people think when they see your hair? Do you know? Do you think about it at all? Anything else you think that you would think that is my mark? That's my characteristic. That's who I who I think I am. Who do I think I am? No, it's just or, or like a character trait or something. When you when you walk into a room, it's just something. I mean, your hair probably takes attention. I think probably my hair and mm-hmm. then what I wear. Mm-hmm. And you wear mostly your own clothes. I only wear my own. Only clothes. wear your own clothes. Only your own clothes. Oh, that's all I admit to. <laughs> all people get to see. Because no, but that's that's the whole thing. If. I think I was saying that towards the end of my lecture is that if if I'm not wearing my own clothes, what am I selling? 
Right, if you're taking someone else's clothes instead of your own. You know, own. if I'm saying I'm going to wear someone else's clothes, then I'm not selling the product that I go by. Yeah. So you only wear your own so clothes. It's not, yeah. So it's not good if I then cover someone else's. Yeah. Uh, what are you wearing right now? Um, a yellow jumpsuit that's from my collection. With um. Printed, printed. with... Um, uh, jewel flowers in three colours and um, a brooch by Andrew Logan and jewellery by mainly by Andrew Logan. He's a, and he's a contemporary designer, Andrew Logan? Andrew, yes. He's, yeah. Lisa knows, Lisa yeah. knows him. And the brooch is a... The brooch is a fried a egg. Fried egg encrusted. Part of his fried egg collection. <laughs> <laughs> What do you most value in your friends? Probably putting up with me. <laughs> that they put up with you. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you're allowed to put up with? Mm. Can be. Can be. I mean, uh, I think they're very tolerant. Who are your favorite writers, if you have any? Uh, we can go to the next one. Who is your hero, if you have one, of fiction? Meaning not a real person, but an invented character from film or anything hero from film or you know theater or literature anybody invented I mean I admire what is it Maggie I can't think of her other name plays old ladies now an actress mm. who is it Maggie she plays she plays the old lady in um, uh, Downton Abbey oh um, you know who I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think. Maggie Smith. Maggie, Maggie Smith. Maggie yeah. Smith, the actress. Yeah. Which histor is there a historical figure you identify with? Someone, a person in history. I'd like to be exotic, like Diana Vreeland. Diana Vreeland, yeah, great, great figure, right? Amazing woman. What do you admire about her? Her character was so strong. Yeah. But when you came out of the room, you didn't realise what she'd said. Really? Because it was like a a bomb hitting you. Really? And you come out and you know it was amazing, but you can't remember <laughs> what she said. <laughs> that is a good effect. Who are... Oh, do you have heroes in real life? People you really admire for what they do. I mean, I like... I admire people that have... in individualness that they continue and they're great individuals and have um you know they're they're themselves whatever whatever happens mm -hmm. john waters the director yeah yeah he's a great friend um andrew logan who's another you know sculptor you know they're characters in their own right Right. Well known as sort of persona, but they're true to themselves in the yes. way Yes. They're true to themselves. I mean, you know, when when Divi died, he said, Oh well, consider me your friend you know, and um he always gets back with a reply on whatever you you know. What are your favorite names? You mean names that people could... Any name. Do you have a name you let you like? How long did you spend?
depend on all these questions. <laughs> I didn't invent them. I just posed them. <laughs> They've been asked. But if you had to name a, you know. You mean if I had a child, what would I name or them? Or an animal, or a pet dog, or something, yeah. I wouldn't have a pet. You wouldn't have a pet. No. You're not Ooh. so big on pets. <laughs> Why? No. no. Why not? <laughs> I can't look after myself, let alone a pet. Um, favorite name. You know, when I had children, you'd you'd have to have names because they would have become your favorites. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Uh, I do. My kids' names are Raphael and Chiara. But now I can't hear those names without seeing them. So that's sort of because they're my children. But I always loved the name Sebastian. Um, uh, Is it because you associate it with someone that you liked? Probably. Probably, maybe. I'm not sure, but I like the name. I like multi-syllable names, really long names. Um, I like Sebastian. Uh, I like the name Francisco. I don't know anybody named Francisco, like San Francisco, I guess. I don't know, but I like that name. Um, so I like long names, yeah. And I kind of like unusual names, I think. I suppose like Beverly, because that's my sister's name. Beautiful name. I do love the name Elizabeth. I don't know, it's just a, yeah, it's a, nice it's a really name. nice name, right? Your name was, how did you know how you, why your parents named you, Sandra? What? My mother was going to call me Sandra with an X. X A Alexander. X A N D R A. Sandra. My grandmother said no one would know how to spell it. Sandra. So she called me Sandra with a Z. So, so I, as yeah. far as I know, I was the first one, but we don't really know that. But there's another one, yeah. yeah. There are some since, since I sign books when people have books to sign. And were you in school always send the either they go by last name or they go by first name, you were the last? No, we go it? down you'd always go by your last name, last name which was yeah. Rhodes, but when I you stand up and you go Sandra Rhodes and Sandra with a said the teacher would get really cross because she'd already written it as Sandra. <laughs> Sandra. She had to blot it out on plate. <laughs> so she was never very happy about that. Right. And do you have a middle name? Lindsay. Lindsay. Oh nice. Was that a family name or no, just a name? Just my mother called me Sandra Lindsay. Yeah. Um, what is it that you most dislike? I suppose artificialness, pretense. You know, when people are very artificial or they try and impress you or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it comes over. And you notice it, right? Yes, I think you can notice it. You can notice it, yeah. Uh, what is your greatest regret? Pass on that one at the moment. You may not have one. I'm sure we've all got them. Mm. <laughs> no, we've had people who said they have no regrets at all. I've had people who said none, none at all. Um, 
This is a question that Prost asks. How would you like to die? I suppose without too much pain. Yeah. I mean, dying doesn't particularly worry me, and I don't understand why. Why it does not worry you? That I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, right at the beginning of COVID, I was diagnosed with, um, I had bio cancer, and they said, you've got six months, and it didn't worry me. You got the diagnosis and... But that was a year and a half ago. You went home and then did you do anything differently? I put my will together properly. Okay, okay. And I, and I, and I formed the Sandro's Foundation to make sure that my work was all catalogued yes. and everything like that, and I didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Um, you didn't tell anybody about... I told my sister and three main friends to know. But then I'm still here, so it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't worry you, yeah. yeah. But it didn't worry me. Yeah. Now, I suppose if I was in acute pain, it might worry me. Right. But then maybe the pain is what's worrying, not the... Mm, yeah. It's enviable. A lot of people are very worried, I think. But it, it really didn't. I don't understand that bit. It made me check that everything was in position. And right. I've got, Right. Formed the Sandro's Foundation, and what I was doing with half of those things were all formed because I had to work out right. what everything was going to happen with everything. Then you were fine. <laughs> you did. Then I, that was two years ago, so I'm still here. Good. <laughs> and you spent some of COVID doing cataloging your collections, mm-hmm. doing all that? Yeah. Yeah. So you kept on working throughout the whole time. Well, not quite. I couldn't have people in for, no, while it was, there were times when we weren't, you know, when they said you can't have people in right Right. at the beginning. Yes. But as soon as I'd lined up, I did the different bits of getting everything in place. And then as soon as we could have people in, as long as it, you know, you could have two people in and they were only just, you know, and it was sort of like people working. Right. And then we kept going throughout the whole of that. Um, what is your motto? Good, better, best, never let it rest till your good is better and your better best. Okay, say it again. Good, better, best, never let it rest till your good is better and your better best. Oh, beautiful. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's a beautiful motto. That is... Wow, we should have started with that. <laughs> That's amazing. Did, did you learn that from somebody else or did you hear that? Probably my mother. From somebody, from your mother. <laughs> what did your mother do? My mother taught dressmaking in an art college and okay. she was very exotic and quite amazing. And she, But she smoked a lot of cigarettes and she died when she was 50. Oh, I'm sorry. So she never knew that I'd been successful in my career. How old were you about at that age, at that time? It was just before my career took off. So, uh, and you started in that college learning, studying what? I studied textile design. Yeah. And then went on to making clothes. Yeah. But she didn't know any of that. Really? Do you think about it sometimes, that what she would think of your career? She'd been happy. She'd been happy, yeah. What is a trait that you deplore in other people? I think oh, we said art being artificial, 
right? Yes, I think so. I think yes. Um, maybe it was. What did I have? I had a living person you admire. Do you admire anyone? Person I admire. Extravagance. Is there anything you indulge in? Doesn't have to be very great, but something you think you need to check in with yourself and say, "Oh, I'm letting myself do this today." Probably buying works of art. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And pottery. You buy pottery. Collect pottery. You collect pottery. Which I love. What kind of things do you like? Wonderful pots yeah. and vases. Yeah. That I have standing around. <laughs> I think we had another one. Uh, what is an overrated virtue? Something, something people praise and others, but you think uh, maybe not so important. What have some of the other people chosen? Um, they say uh, absolute honesty, always telling the truth. They say sometimes people overvalue that right? because it doesn't always help people. I don't believe in always telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> You said you sometimes lie, lie when you don't want people to know the truth. Exactly. An overrated virtue. It could be in being in always telling the truth, which I wouldn't. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Because you can hurt people if you tell them the truth. I think so. Or the truth as you see it. Oh, I think also you aren't exactly. You think you need to share everything. I think that's not true. And I also think this idea the truth will set you free. Not always. It actually creates another set of circumstances. Yeah. But this idea that oh, once you know this about this situation, then you're, you're not yeah. liberated from that situation. Um, I think another virtue some people have said, which I found interesting, is this kind of drive toward efficiency, that everything has to be very efficient and has to have an outcome. This sort of... Oh, I'm not efficient. But you know what I mean when people say this could be done in a better, in a more efficient way. I'm like, well, and maybe the That's way... That's only from someone else's point of view. And maybe it doesn't put, it produces a certain outcome that yeah. you already anticipate, but not doing it in that way. Yeah. Because you're a really good cook, right? You like to cook, Lisa mm -hmm. said. Like there could be ways in being more efficient in preparing a meal that doesn't produce the same result at all. Like I think certain steps we do and people want to kind of eliminate them, mm. you lose something. What, you know, I was asking you earlier about design and there's probably ways of producing a lot more product through digital printing or some new technologies, but that's more efficient in a way if you just look I at... I don't think I'm efficient. That's what... I, you know, <laughs> yeah, but inefficiency can produce some other results yeah, if, the, yeah. if the outcome isn't just maximizing output. Yeah. I think we had another one, but I can't. I've got down here, greatest regret. Oh, do you have any regrets at all? Not even the greatest. Do you have any regrets? A vague regret of not having children, but very vague. Yeah. Not, not enough to suffer by it. Not to think of it, do you think what? Yeah. No. Yeah. It just didn't occur at the time when it should have done. And I think one other one, which you may not even have, is are there any phrases or words that you, you are aware of that you use, that you overuse, if there's anything? I'm sure there are some, but I can't think of it this way. Yeah, they're probably just, most people are not aware of them. It's usually other people who hear them. Someone will point out the thing that you know about. And then we always ask another question that we add to this whole set of questions that 
were invented a hundred years ago. And we say, is there anyone you would think would be a fun guest to have on this podcast to ask questions? So as I said, we've had film directors, um, fashion designers, writers, poets, photographers, visual artists, journalists, economists. Mm. Well, a fun person, another one to suggest. Yeah, a person to, that you would think, oh, I would be curious what they say in response to some of these questions. Someone you can think of who's an interesting person. And we usually try to find creative people who make a John difference. John would have good answers. John Waters. Waters. Probably very interesting. <laughs> he, I'd have to ask him, but he'd have, he has, you know, he's, he's got such an interesting mind. It would be interesting to hear what he comes you know what up I mean? with. Just... Is he very quick? Yes, he is quick. Yeah. So John Waters would be an interesting I person. I think John would be an interesting person. He might do it. He's quite an interesting person. Well, you know, we'll see. I, you know, we invite people. We have, um, we've had really amazing people on the show. And I really think that sometimes mm. people say yes right away. And sometimes people say, I can't answer any of these questions. Not for me. <laughs> you were a good sport to go into it. And there. <laughs> but I, um, I want to thank you for joining me and giving the listener has a little bit of a kind oh, of glimpse. It's interesting. It's totally interesting. And it's <laughs> you sort of seeing how, a, how you make sense a little bit of parts of your life through this. Yeah. So I want to thank you um, to be a guest on the Post Questionnaire podcast um, and to remind our listeners this was a conversation with Dame Zandra Rhodes, who is a fashion and textile designer based in London. And today we are in Trois-Rivières in Canada. Very fortunate to have this conversation <laughs> in a beautiful spot. We're looking making out. Making me think. Making Sandra think, exactly. <laughs> and I do want to remind the listeners that you are the founder of the Fashion and Textile Museum in London, uh, which they can visit, right? That's open. Um, oh, yes, yes, it's open. I think it's closed on Sundays and Mondays, but it's open. And at the moment we have a... Um, a K Facet exhibition opening next week. Next week, okay. Which should be wonderful. So we'll put that episode out, and then um, some of the um, your designs, as Zandra mentioned, you can find at Happy Socks or IKEA, or uh, you've done a lot of other. Well, just look at my website, really. And what's the website? ZandraRoads.com, probably. I'll put it in the notes to the show. <sighs> okay. So I'll put a link, and then. We put it on the notes, and you also have Instagram, uh, which I'll also put in the show notes that people can Lovely. find find okay. you on Instagram. Um, to Cat knows all of that. We'll put all that out there. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.